thank you for that song. I don't know who gave that out, but that was, yeah. Um, no turning back. You know, what, a, what a blessing it is to, yeah, to serve God. Um, and, yeah, this, I guess um, this morning I'm going to speak on the Lord's Prayer a little bit. Or, um, I felt led to <clears throat> share on that. Um, and, yeah, I guess there was a, I get a lot of um, inspirations from for messages through songs I, I listen to. And, yeah, there's a, uh, a song on the Lord's Prayer, and it just, uh, I guess when you listen to it, it just, yeah, to know that we pray to uh, a God that, <clears throat> um, yeah, is that big and, yeah, that great, it's just, it's, amazing to me um you know if we look into the um the book of matthew and and you know jesus does a lot of teaching in this in this um in this book and you know starting in chapter five he you know he starts the sermon on the mount and you know as he goes through there he talks about the beatitudes and being a salt and a light and um you know teaches about law and anger lust divorce thank you Rick. um vows, um, retaliation, and you know, loving our enemies, and, and even giving to the needy, and then, you know, he gets into chapter 6 there, and he, uh, yeah, he talks about giving of alms, and, and then he, he talks about, um, in verse, starting in um, verse 5 there, he talks about prayer, I might just read, uh, yeah, verses 5 through 13, and it says, and when thou prayest, thou shalt be, not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But, when thou, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, <clears throat> and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth thee in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they that think they shall be heard for their much speaking, but be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye need, what you have need of before you ask. And I might just stop there and, and speak about this first part a little bit. And I don't, yeah, I, I would just want to touch on this. Um, I don't want to make my whole message on, on just this first part here, you know, about the, um, yeah, I want, it, I want it to be a, uh, uh, hopefully that it comes out as a message of, um, yeah, how great God is is what I'm, we're trying to get at then toward the end of the message. But um, yeah, it, it, um, he tells the apostles here or whatever, and you know he's giving the Sermon on the Mount that um, you know don't pray as the hypocrites do. They had a um, prayer times as, <clears throat> as they went through the day. I think um, I'm not sure how many times it was, but some of the people would would uh, as they was walking down the street, they would make it so they would be on a street corner or different places where they could be seen, you know, offering their prayers to God. And that's not the way God wants us to, to pray. And, um, you know, they, they love to stand on the street corner and, and be seen in public. And there's nothing wrong, nothing at all wrong with public prayer. You know, God wants us to pray in public. But, he, um, you know, in this, you know, he, um, he prayed in front of 5,000 people. You know, he blessed the five loaves and the two fish. And then, but also later in, the, you know, going to chapter 14, he he went apart from the multitude and secluded himself and prayed, you know, to God um, in heaven. And 
you know, like I said, there's no condemnation in praying in public, but we need to be, um, you know, we need to make sure that that communication is to God. You know, it's heartfelt and it's sincere, not drawing attention to ourselves. You know, we want to, to give all the glory to God. You know, that's who we're praying to. That's that's who our Father is. And, you know, we need to focus on addressing Him, um, you know, our, our Father in Heaven, and not turn our focus to that and not how we come across to others when we, when we pray. And then, you know, that um, going on there, verse 6, it says, about praying in secret, and it says, um, "Thy father which seeth that shall reward thee openly." You know, and, and it pays to pray. Uh, you know, whenever we pray to to God in heaven, we need, we need to acknowledge that you know He is our Father, and um, that yeah, we turn our life over to Him. Um, you know, He recognizes that. He recognizes true, heartfelt, um, you know, unselfish prayer. You know, it's it's amazing how we can connect to God in that way. Um, and yeah, I'll speak about that. <clears throat> a little farther down here uh, as we go into the message. And then verse 7, it speaks there on um, about using vain repetitions. Or, yeah. And, you know, Jesus is not saying, he's not telling the people here that they cannot have long prayers. It's not what he's getting at. Um, you know, if we look in Luke six twelve, 12, um, you know, Christ prayed all night um, in, that, in that verse there. Uh, read that real quick. And it says, and it came to came to pass in those days that he went out into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. You know, so it's, he's not saying that we cannot have um, long prayers or, or repeated prayers. You know, he wants us to be persistent in, in praying to him. Um, you know, he wants us to be in constant communication with him. Um, but like I said, it needs to be heartfelt and sincere. Um, you know, when we're talking to him, there. Um, you think about you know the prophets of Baal. You know, they they had I don't know what they was exactly chanting there. I didn't look that up, but they. They shouted all morning until noon. Um, you know, no prayers were answered. And then in Acts um, 19, I think, possibly, there's the uh, people in Ephesus there was, was chanting to a, um, it's called a monument or something like that, uh, an idol, I guess. And, you know, nothing was answered there either because they wasn't praying to God. You know, they were just, they had vain repetitions. They were just chanting. And there was no, um, yeah, there was no communication between them and God. And in verse 8 there, it says, um, <coughs> Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have needed before you ask him. You know, our Father is an all-knowing God. Um, you know, he knows what we're going to ask of him before we even uh, go to prayer. But that doesn't mean God doesn't want us to pray. He still wants us to continue in that. You know, he wants to, he wants to know that we're, um, you know, we're dependent on him, that we, we need him in our lives. Um, you know, day in and day out. You know, if we don't have God in our lives, um, you know, we're living a, a life that's lost. And Adam Clark had a, had a comment that says, Prayer is not designed to inform God, but to give man a sight of his misery, to humble his heart, to excite, excite his desire, to inflame his faith, to animate his hope, and to raise his soul from earth to heaven, and in put, to put him in mind that there is a Father. And, you know, that's what... Um, that's what prayer is all about. You know, it's one-on-one -on -one communication with our God. And then, yeah, going on there, I stopped there in verse 8, but I'll just read the, the next verses there to um, verse 13. It says, After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debt. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And you know, in these verses here, Jesus gives his apostles an example of prayer, you know, the Lord's Prayer. And, and you know, he's not saying that this is how we need to pray all the time, but this is just uh, an example of the person that we are praying to whenever we whenever we pray and you know how we're supposed to revere God in that area. You know, this if you look look at these words, there's there's sixty six words there, um, in that in those four verses. And you know, most people can probably recite that off the top of their head and in less than thirty seconds. And you know, it's it's given to us an example, you know, that of the the power that we have in prayer and who we're praying to whenever we do that. And he yeah, in verse nine there um, he starts off, it says, our father, and, you know, it's not saying, he didn't say my father, he didn't say, you know, his father, her father, it's, it's, it's God's everybody's father, um, anybody that calls upon him with a broken and contrite heart, you know, he just cries out to, you know, here's my life, Lord, you know, I want to, um, I want to be a child of you, and, you know, since Jesus died on the cross and cried out, um, you know, my God, my God, you know, at that time, the veil in the temple was, was torn in two, and that gives us direct access, you know, a, a direct route to talking to God, to our Father. And, um, you know, that's, we, have, we can have communication with him. You know, he used to have to be able to, yeah, to talk to the priest, and then he had to go into the Holy of Holies. And whenever God died on the cross, that, that destroyed that part of it, and now we are able to talk to him. Um, you know, Ephesians 2.18, it says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. You know, so it, it plainly tells us that we have access to the Father. Um, you know, after that veil in the temple is torn in two, we can talk, talk to God directly. And, yeah, we, have, we all have or have had a, an earthly father at some point. And, yeah, I, just, I pray that... Um, you know, our, our fathers here on earth, um, you know, would, you know, taught you about God and, you know, was, was always there for you. And, you know, some of them, you know, like I said, possibly went on uh, to the reward in heaven. And, you know, some of them, um, I suppose my prayer, not, um, you know, not in, this, in our church family here, but, you know, fathers that um, might have been absent for the family for a time, you know, or not involved with raising the children. And, but then there was other fathers, you know, that probably they're always teaching their children about Jesus and, you know, about um, how great a God he is. But, you know, if we have had a, a bad experience with our father or anything like that, we cannot put those characteristics on our, our father, uh, God, you know, that, that, that father that we have. Um, you know, because he, you know, he's a father that always speaks truth. Um, you know, he's always going to be there for us, and he's never going to go back on his word. He's always going to stand by his word. And, you know, he's a father of love. And, that, you know, he's always going to have a safe place of comfort for us in the time of need. Um, you know, if we have uh, you know, trials that come our way or anything like that, and he's always ready to listen. You know, we just, we can, you know, he knows what we're going to ask before we even say it. And we can, yeah, just fall on our knees and just, um, yeah, we don't even have to say anything. You know, he knows what our heart feels, and we can talk directly to him in that way. He's always ready to listen. And going on there, he says, which art in heaven, you know, we know our God's, our Father's in heaven. You know, he resides there. And, you know, in Jesus' teaching here um, several times in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, he confirms that different times there. 
Um, you know, one of them is in Matthew five sixteen. It says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, <clears throat> and glorify your Father which is in heaven." You know, so he confirms it that you know our God, our, our Father, He's in heaven. You know, He's He's mighty, He's powerful, um, He's created all things, and at the end of time, He's going to judge all things. Um, you know, Genesis one one it says, "In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth." And then um, Romans fourteen twelve it says, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. You know, at some point in time, we're all going to have to give an account of ourselves to God. In Revelations twenty two thirteen it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. You know, God's, he's first, he's last, he's the beginning and the end. Um, that's the, whenever we are in prayer, that's the God that we're praying to. And, you know, that's, you know, he created all things. He's the most high God, but, um, you know, he's still, even though he done all that stuff, he's still a loving father to us, you know, day in and day out. You know, he cares and loves each one of his children um, dearly. And then um, going on, it says, in verse 9 there, it says, hallowed be thy name. Um, you know, what, what does that word mean? What does hallowed mean? And, you know, we can look up that definition, and there's yeah, several different definitions, definitions for it, but. Um, you know, it means to be holy, set apart, sanctified, and unique. You know, what better words to describe our God? You know, he's, he's a holy God. Um, he's a unique God. And, you know, we're, we're, whenever we pray, you know, we're, um, we're to set apart God. You know, keep his name holy. Um, you know, be lights to the world around us. You know, ambassadors for him. You know, constantly spreading his word um, everywhere we go. You know, upholding his name and, and worshiping him actively. You know, are we... You know, if we go through life, you know, how do we um, hollow Jesus' name? That's, that seems like a, yeah, we don't talk, talk about that word a lot, but I think in several different um, translations of the Bible uh, and different translations of the Lord's Prayer, that word stays the same through all, that, through all the translations, I believe, or from what I could tell. And then um, <clears throat> going on there in verse 10, it says, Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, when we pray to God, you know, he wants full surrender from us. Um, you know, surrender our, our ways and our rights to him. You know, just cry out to him saying, Lord, you know, it's, you know I, I surrender all to you. Um, you know, help me to, to see your will in my life, you know, as we go forth from here. And, you know, once that's, once that's seen, you know, help me to be submissive to it. Um, you know, and, you know, just align my will with your will. Whatever you have for my life, Lord, let me, yeah, let me be okay with it. And, you know, I want your, all your ways to be accomplished, um, you know, you know, none of my own, you know, just just your ways, God. You know, change all areas of my life so your will could be done. You know, let your spirit reign all throughout my life, not just in different places. And, you know, this is, this is um, God teaching his disciples to pray here. You know, this is how he wants them to pray whenever we talk to him. And, you know, lead God and direct us. You know, use us, Lord, so that, you know, we could... Um, so your will could be done here on this earth, you know, that we could, people could see that, that you are the most high God, that you are a loving father. And um, he said, another quote I found here, it says, he that taught us this prayer used it himself in the most unrestricted sense. When the bloody sweat stood on his face and all the fear and trembling of man in anguish, in anguish were upon him, he did not dispute the decree of the father, but bowed his head and cried, nevertheless, not as I will, but as I will. You know, and he was, he was hanging on the cross, you know, um, Jesus was hanging on the cross and dying for sins that he didn't commit, dying for each and every one of our sins. 
And, you know, he just, he cried out to his father, not my will, Father, but yours. And, you know, here we can see this ultimate sacrifice that Jesus had here, or that, yeah, that God had. And, you know, he was humiliated in front of uh, a bunch of people, but he was still submissive to, um, to his father that, so that we could be pardoned from our sins. You know, how great a sacrifice that is. Going on there in verse 11, it says, Give us this day our daily bread. And, you know, um, you know, he's speaking about giving us our daily bread. You know, there's, there are no restrictions in prayer life. You know, we can always, you know, God wants us to talk to him daily. And, you know, Jesus would often, um, throughout the, the Sermon on the Mount here in different times, it refers to Jesus putting himself and talking to God one-on-one. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's um, to pray to his Father. And, you know, he's always going to be faithful to provide for us the daily manna that we need, um, you know, just as he did with, um, you know, when the children of Israel were, were wandering in the desert, you know, he gave them, um, he gave them food, you know, enough to get through the day. And whenever we, um, yeah, pray to him on a daily basis like that, he's going to give us what we need to, to make it through the day. Um, and you know, they were they showed that they were dependent on God to provide physical food for them on a daily basis. And you know, we. We are weak people spiritually and physically without God. You know, we, we cannot stand anything without him in our lives. You know, we have to have him in there in our lives and have him provide that daily bread for us um, as we go through um, by day, you know, day by day. And, you know, there's got to be, like I said, daily communication there. You know, it can't be that, um, yeah, sometimes I know, um, you know, waking up late or something like that and you don't have time for devotions or, um, you know, you don't have... Sometimes, yeah, you rush out the door, go to work, and it just seems like that the, you know, the day just just doesn't go um, like it should. And yeah, you know, God wants that communication between us. You know, it's just like in the in the workplace or you know between spouses. You know, that communication is of utmost importance. You know, He wants us to talk to Him, and so we need to take time to pray to God. And then <clears throat> verse twelve there it says, "Forgive us." Our debts, as we forgive our debtors, um, you know, we as people, um, we are sinners in need of a savior. Um, you know, we had so much debt and you know, to sin in our lives that you know, it doesn't matter how many sacrifices we could have made, we probably would have never paid for them all. Not without God, not without Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, and you know, in payment for that. And through that sacrifice, you know, that blood that was spilled on the cross, um, you know, it washes our sins away, and then we have. You know, that's so much forgiveness offered to us from heaven. Um, you know, we need to um, be willing to, um, yeah, you know, if somebody asks for forgiveness or anything like that, we need to, you know, we don't want to hurt that fellowship between, you know, between the brethren, but especially between us and God, you know, our Father. We don't want to hurt that. We need to offer that forgiveness just like he did for us. You know, we had numerous sins, and, you know, he just willingly said, you know, here, you can you call upon my name, and I will I will forgive them of you. I forgive you of them, and you know we can think of this sacrifice that was made on the cross. You know it saved each one of us from from a disaster. You know being, and you know we should always be willing to forgive for to forgive people just as Jesus did. And then it goes on there, verse thirteen, and says, "Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil." And you know temptations. Um, do not come from God. It doesn't mean he doesn't sometimes allow tests to come our way, um, you know, to refine our faith or, you know, and, 
you know, but temptations, they come from, they come from one person, and, you know, it's the evil one, and um, it says, James 1.13, it says, let no man say that when, say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither he tempteth any man. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as, such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with but will with temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. You know, Satan's, he's out daily seeking to devour somebody or, or something, you know. And, you know, he's, he's seeking to destroy our relationship with God, um, our relationship with our Father. And, you know, our future with, um, you know, in heaven. And our way of deliverance from that is God, our Father in heaven. You know, praying to, like I said, the Most High God, um, it just... Yeah, Psalms 18 and 2, it says, The Lord is my rock, <clears throat> my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of salvation, my high tower. You know, you can just look at them. Um, yeah, the, the description of the Lord there, you know, he's, he's a rock, he's a fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I put my trust. And, um, you know, he's, he's my buckler, and that's like a, that's like a shield, you know, he's the horn of my salvation, my high tower. And, you know, what a great verse that is, you know, that we can, we have a God that's that great to us. Um, you know, he's a stronghold now. He's going to be a stronghold forever. He's never going to change, and, and he promises us safety whenever we remain in fellowship with him. Um, you know, he promises that he's going to be that, all that to us if we remain in fellowship to him. And then the last part there, um, yeah, I guess, it's all good, but to me, this is the, the, the best part of the, the prayer here. It says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And, you know, it's, it's all God's. Um, it's always going to be. It always was. It's, yeah. You know, we are to worship <clears throat> the God who is the owner of, of all. You know, he's the sole source of all the power in the kingdom. Um, you know, the spiritual kingdom that lives within us and the spiritual kingdom that we're going to yeah, if we call upon him, the, the place that he has um, reserved for us whenever we're called out of this life. You know, he, talk, he teaches us here to start off our prayers by honoring and praising the Most High God and finish them in the same way. Um, you know, the God that, that we serve is, is so great. Um, you know, it's just, it's hard for me to find words to describe how, yeah, how great our God is. Um, you know, he's a king, he's royalty, he's dignified above, above all. Um, you know, he's powerful. And he's crowned with glory forever. You know, it's not for, like I said, it's not for a season and not for some years, but it's going to be forever. You know, I, um, you know, he created heaven and the earth. And, you know, he said in Revelation there, he's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And as we do that and we pray to God, we need to acknowledge, you know, how great that he is. And, um, you know, honor him for who he is and what he is. You know, it's, um, and we just need to cry, you know, it's all yours, God. You know, we, we acknowledge our salvation as a gift from you. Um, we're just so undeserving of it um, that, yeah, that you would send your son to die on the cross for our sins. And, you know, we just thank you for grateful offering us, you know, a, a gift in that area that we could, we could, um, yeah, have, a, have the hope of eternal life with you uh, whenever we're caught out, of this life, caught out of this world. And we want to daily seek your will, Lord. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, let your, we need to, Pray to God that, yeah, our will would be aligned with his and that, um, you know, that, that his will could be done on earth. Um, 
in, in through that, you know, with our will being aligned with his, and just thank him for daily providing everything that we need to make it through life. Um, and just, yeah, the honor, the, the wonderful and awesome savior that, that he is, you know, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And just, yeah, um, <clears throat> amen. But, yeah, I just, I pray that, um, yeah, if you guys receive anything out of this or a blessing, just give the honor to God. Um, the, yeah, give all the glory to him. Um, I just, yeah, thank you guys for your attention this morning. And yeah, with that being said, Mike Neal for a word of prayer. being a wonderful God that you are, Lord, to, yeah, we just want to acknowledge you in that way, and we just ask that, yeah, we're in prayer here today, Lord, that you would uh, bless each and every person that's in this room, and also the, the ones that could be here this morning, Lord, we just ask that as we go through throughout the day and, uh, yeah, the coming week, that we could seek your will in, in our lives, Lord, and, and help us to, yeah, align that, that will in our lives with your, that that you can provide for us with you, that we could be ambassadors for you as we go back throughout uh, each and every day of our lives, that we could um, see every day as an opportunity to spread the good news about you, that the greatness that uh, 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 that you are, Lord, the, the Most High God. We just thank you for, for being that wonderful Savior, and we just yeah, cry out to you this morning, Lord, and just, uh, just ask that you can be with us as we part here this morning, Lord. We just, yeah, again, thank you for the many wonderful blessings you've given us and providing for us each and every day um, what we need to physically make it through the day, Lord, but also spiritually. And we just, yeah, again, thank you for, for being the most high God, Lord. And it's in the wonderful name.